Welcome to Curiosity Kill the Cat. I'm your host, Sarah, and this episode is about part four of the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. It's my favorite thing in the world to say the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. It sounds kind of like retro, vintage It's just giving me like back in the day vibes. You know what I mean? Like, you know, on Wednesday night, we watch the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Anyways, whatever. I'm super excited because apparently, allegedly, after the sixth episode airs, um, they're gonna it might be in the theaters like i don't i think it's cinemark is like the only one so far um i'm sure amc will just like hop on board because um they do that they did a they did a disney day disney plus day thing um a couple months ago where you could go see like a mystery movie where you could choose pixar disney or star wars and i think maybe one other thing um I don't think they did Marvel, which is kind of like, why? Uh, but anyways, lo and behold, my sister and I did the um, Star Wars one and uh, the mystery movie was Rogue One, um, which is always good to see in the theater because, you know. Um, so anyways, uh, <laughs> like where, where were we going here and how do we bring it back? Um, so I think that'll be super exciting to um, see this whole six part deal in the movie theater. Um, yes, it would be like over five hours long, but you know what? I used to go see the midnight movies of like Lord of the Rings, freaking Harry Potter, Twilight. I think I even remember like Pirates of the Caribbean, all sorts of shit, you know, like in the early 2000s in the aughts, you know, um, up until the teens and, you know, to this day. Um, haven't been to a midnight movie in quite some time, but the last one I think was one of the sequels and I was pregnant. Um, very, very, very pregnant with my youngest son. Um, I think it was, I think it was force awakens and it came out in December and I had him in January. So I was like, I was a big old death star and I wore a Darth Vader, like, like cozy, like shirt. And, um, yeah, I was comfy, but Ooh, that sciatic nerve. Um, anyways, I'm going to cut the mom shit and move on. Um, I feel like I could handle seeing this movie or this. <laughs> I feel like I could handle seeing these five parts in the theater. No problem. Like we got this, you know, we'll just go to the special store, get a nice little special gummy or chocolate bar and just like Willy Wonka it up. You know what I mean? Get popcorn. It'll be fine. It'll be great. Um, Maybe sneak in like a little coffee, like a little Starbucks can, those little double shots. I had two of them today, if you can't tell. So um, anyways, this is a very special episode because I uh, coaxed my sister into doing this with me. So um, we're going to be talking about episode four. Um, she's going to be rewatching it real quick and uh, we're going to get into it together. So um, let's all join hands in the force and be one with it. Okay. Uh, let's try to keep it positive. Let's just remain grateful that, like, I don't know, Ewan McGregor and any of these fucking people decided to do this shit again. Because after what they went through in the prequels, I certainly wouldn't want to. But you know what? We got to save what we love and not fight what we hate, I suppose. You got to do a little bit of both. But, um, yeah, so the fact that they came back to tell the story of an old man living in the desert who's been turned off for the force for the last decade. This is the show we're watching. We're not watching Obi-Wan Kenobi, Jedi Knight, fucking following along with, you know, Kaigon on adventures. This isn't the Clone Wars, okay? This is Obi-Wan Kenobi in the middle of the desert. And we're seeing him get back in touch with the force. We're seeing him become more hopeful. We are seeing him get his mojo back. Okay, you know, if you want to bring that into it, you know, the man was literally doing twirly lightsaber spins like he's been doing this whole time in this episode. Um, and I think if, um, you know, if you have anything bad to say about it so far, just fucking buckle up, hop on the Rancor and get ready for the next two fucking parts because you're going to eat your words. Okay, and I just I don't have any more patience for people who just drone on all day 
every day about how much Star Wars sucks. Fucking quit. Just quit. Just say you don't like it. Just say, hey, hey, I like a couple of those Star Wars movies. Yeah, I like some of those books, some of those comics, but I'm not really into it anymore. You can say that and you can do that. You know what I mean? But you don't have to make like 50,000 fucking uh, videos a day, uh, you know, complaining about it. It's just like, it's just, I don't know. I would be tired. I'd be fucking tired. So anyways, um, I'm going to get back to what I like. I like this episode. I like the twirly moves. I like Leia getting saved. I like the interactions between uh, Reva and Leia. Um, I liked how she was like, I have to tell my dad first. And it's like, ooh, again, are you talking about Bale or are you talking about Vader? Which, of course, she's not talking about Vader, but still. Um, and uh, when we did see Vader, that was a hot boy moment. That was... Uh, just like took the breath right out of you. And, um, oh, and it was dark. You know what I mean? So many people are like, oh, Star Wars needs to be darker, deeper, faster, harder. Like, take it fucking easy, bro. I like the box that we live in here. I like the PG, PG 13 box because guess what? If I want to see blood and guts and horror, I'll go watch a fucking horror film, which I like to do. I'll go watch Freddy Krueger, okay? Slash up some fucking teenagers for two hours. I'll do that. But, when I watch Star Wars, I want to see how smart they could be with the shit that they show and what they can get away with. When we saw Boba come back in Mando, Robert Rodriguez directed that episode, and we saw just like him come back and push the boundaries of what he could do with this violent scene and interaction between Boba and these stormtroopers. And we saw him smashing the jawlines off of these stormtroopers and the plastic shards flying everywhere. And it was like so fucking gnarly to take in and look at. And it was just like, you know, hauntingly beautiful in a way. Um, and it was perfect because this is the box we're in. So let's be smart about what we can do here. You know what I mean? And um, I don't know. I just feel like we got a pretty deep, dark moment in this episode. Um, and uh, I don't know. I just thought this place looked cool. This Inquisitor's fortress place um it was super awesome the imagery was really nice um you know i think for people who played the the game i think it's fallen order or whatever um like if you played that game i would think you would be like super stoked to see it in live action like in a star war um so that was cool you know so i'm, I'm glad for the video game people because um, I feel like I should play that video game. The cow guy looks really cool and he's got this cute little droid and I don't know, like I've seen a lot of the imagery from Jedi Fallen Order and it just looks fucking beautiful. So it was really cool to see some of that in this. Um, so I don't know. With that being said, um, I'm excited to get, in get into this uh, part four Kenobi episode with my sister. Um, she's always got the fun anecdotes uh, when it comes to Star Wars and Ewan McGregor. So um, let's get into this, shall we? talking about episode four of Obi-Wan Kenobi. I have my sister here with me, Ewan McGregor, ex uh, super fan extraordinaire. And um, yeah, I told her we should just kick it off with the back to tanks. So do you have any uh, any thoughts at the top of your head about the old... Uh... The back to tank was the shit. It, it was. was the absolute triumph of the series I think so far I enjoyed the back to tank even more than the fight in episode 3 Ooh, I did yeah only because it really like was just so pivotal to how connected they still it's are anchoring it mm -hmm. in yes yeah mm. well I have to say that I uh, I would agree with that I feel like the imagery that we've been that we've gotten like aligns with some of the heavy stuff that happened in episode three revenge of the sith 
But I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, because they have to stay in that box, it's, you know, it's done pretty well. Mm-hmm. And it's like the last episode we watched him get dragged through fire, like toyed with, toyed with by Darth Vader. And just seeing like the opening of like her like of just him on the stretcher with the burnt shoulder going into that whole scene. They got right to it. They didn't even, yeah, they didn't even. They got right to it. No. And it was just like, again, I don't like to use the word lightly, but like trauma. It's just, it's never ending trauma for this Mm -hmm. person. And it just never stops. And like, um, I don't know, like you said, just, it just, it was like a snap of the finger like okay here we go like not even skipping a beat it just it's makes that narrative of this being one long movie fit a little bit better if you, when you go from episode three into episode four mm-hmm. um yeah there's nothing to really that needs to be left up in the air there you might as well just get right to it and like get right into it and so seeing that almost dyad style connection between Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader is really intense. Mm-hmm. And it's really sad. And like the back to tank, like it just made me want to cry for both of them. Mm-hmm. And it's, <sighs> I wrote a note that said that the back to tank moment was a payoff from a 45 year buildup. And if you don't know what I'm talking about or how, then, you know, sorry, but like it's, it's just, it, was a build-up because we've seen their relationship since the first film. Yes. So it's like, that's why it's a build-up and a payoff. Because it, that was the introduction to their relationship. And now we're getting, we've gotten so much backstory to it since. Um, post the first, you know, Star Wars ever. Um, but I wrote that the tension between the two... Um, Vader and Kenobi and their relationship has such power and force, pun intended, that this moment, while the contrast of one another, still synchronizes them and it's a moment that I enjoyed and gagged over. (laughs) It conveys how they are a part of one another whether they still want to be or not. It was a literal gaggable moment Mm -hmm. because he gags. Yeah. Like Levi was like, Mom, he (laughs) wants to throw up. And I was like, who wouldn't? (laughs) Honestly, that looks so awful. And like you, like, it just... When you see them meet again in A New Hope, you know, from what we've known our whole lives for, you know, we don't know what the hell happened. It's like, okay, so we meet again, old man, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, okay, when I last saw you, you were the master or, you know, whatever. He's like, you were the, what's the line? I'm I'm butchering it. It's like, uh, when last we met, I would like, you were the teacher but i am now uh, the master some shit like yeah, that yeah, anyways yeah. i'm totally no i know anyways what you're talking about, yes though. and it's like um i don't know alec guinness was just so good at that just like like what am i looking at face you know what i mean like mm-hmm. he looks at darth vader like what have you become right. and what it just was yeah. and and it just seals the deal that like in these next two episodes They'll see each other one more time, maybe, and then that's going to be, and that's going to be it, you know? That's a whole other question. Mr. Uh, Mr. McGregor mm-hmm. said something about episodes 7 and 8 and 9 and 10 or whatever, and I still think there's mystery around whether or not it's really going to end at six episodes. We'll see. I, I, can... I can't really see Disney pulling off a secret, like... Surprise, it's extra four episodes because Disney doesn't really do that. Yeah. But I just still don't understand why he would say that if there wasn't at least potential then for a second season. Yeah, possibly. Maybe that's what he was getting at. Like, surprise, you thought it was going to be a limited series, but it could be a a few seasons, you know? Um, It would be a little tricky as time goes on to carry the storyline, obviously, Mm -hmm. but like... They could they could pull another season, I think, with I, Kenobi for sure. I think they could. It's like it depends on like how we like we how could it have ends. like yeah. what if we had like a, a series ends. a Leia season and a Luke season. Right, right. Oh my god, right. I would fucking cry. Because 
I have, um, you know, I, when I get comic books, I just, you know, I look at a bunch of covers in the Star Wars section, which has beautiful little subcategories. And then whichever one or two, maybe three, I usually just try to stop at two when I go to the comic book store. But I just get them based off the covers, which I know you're not like supposed to do. But I'll open them up, flip through the stories, and if I see it's some shit... It's because if the art speaks to you, it speaks to you. Precisely. And so if the story starts to speak with me, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to read this whole thing and see, like, where we're at in the timeline of things. And so I have a ton of Darth Vader ones um, because those covers are literally the coolest. And there's some of the coldest Darth Vader lines and actions and just like vibes like you could literally feel his character like pulsate through the image it's mm-hmm. insane um there's one i saw i think it pops up on twitter every now and then and i posted it the other day it's the one where he's like all i'm surrounded by is like fear and dead men like and then he proceeded this whole like you know whatever rebel force that like had him surrounded he ignites all the grenades on their shit. That's how he kills them all. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> so when he said surrounded by dead men, he already knew. What he, oh, my God. Like, oh, if they ever did anything like that on screen, I would fr- uh, I would turn into a puddle. Meaning. Yeah. It's so, oh, my God. Yeah, it's a double meaning because he's so emo and painful. Right. Like, it's just, ooh. So there was one of Luke meeting him. You know, not in the same timeline as, like, the movies. But um, Vader basically does the Thanos thing. He's like, who are you? And he's like, you killed my father. And he's like, I've killed many fathers. You'll have to be more specific than that. And Luke is like... What? <laughs> like, what? what? Yeah. So, anyways, he's just gnarly. So, long story short, finally got myself an Obi-Wan Kenobi one. And it has, like, this... It almost looks like a young Alan Guinness, but, like, it doesn't look like older Ewan. I've seen a lot of fan art of, like, the older mm-hmm, Ewan Kenobi, mm-hmm. and they all look cool. I I love a good fan art. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I like anything anybody ever does that comes that from a joyful... and expresses themselves. Yes. Um, if it brought joy to you, it'll bring joy to somebody else. So, this cover is just really cool, and it's clearly him on Tatooine, and it looks like time has gone by and inside it's luke and obviously he's watching over him there's even the binoculars you know that whole thing Mm -hmm. um and luke on top of the on top of the little moisture farm hut and and baru and uncle owen's whatever deal um but in it something happens with luke it's not tuscan raiders it looked like remember the biker gang from boba fett Mm-hmm. that he fucking slaughtered at the end. He yeah. was like, you killed my tribe, prepare to die. Um, it's those kind of guys. They somehow get a hold of Luke or some kind of shenanigans happen and Luke falls and Obi catches him with the force. And then that happened with Leia in the show on mm-hmm. a completely different planet. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, I've I've read a handful of Star Wars books, but it's like, bro, when it comes to like where they cherry pick stuff, for the shows and the movies, it seems like they pull from comic books quite often and then just spin them a little bit because Uncle Owen, remember, he's like, uh, what you want to train him like you did his father. Right. In the shade. Com- yeah, shade. And Joel Joel Edgerton doing it was like, whew. So anyways, um, in the comic book, he says, uh, like, haven't you killed enough Skywalkers? Mm. And it's like, well, well, he technically only killed the one, but he didn't kill him. So, I, you well, know, that's a little dramatic. Killed the one, and he only killed, like, half of him. Okay. So, anyways. So, uh, it, so it'll be, it, it's remain, it'll, we'll see where this goes. We'll see how many episodes, if there's a season two. There's a lot of time. There's a lot of story. I will watch Obi-Wan Kenobi chop up meat and feed his iope with it every fucking day like just for sure so agreed agreed hashtag agreed cheers to that cheers Cheers. anyways um all right moving on so what did you think about the uh the little baby rebellion the little the, the tiny little first steps it's taking oh 
you know, hey, it's gotta, gotta start somewhere, sometime. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, what about O'Shea Jackson? Hold on, for okay. I um, wanted to say like that people people don't quite pay attention to the bigger picture sometimes because um, uh, it even took me a minute to realize that like. Reva was letting Kenobi off the ship for to get to the bigger picture of the rebellion. <clears throat> and that's where my opinion of her being um basically kind of undercover, not for the rebellion, but for herself. Yeah. She has her own personal vendetta that she's like trying to play that she's on the dark side and she's not. And she's also probably had to be on the dark side for survival. <laughs> too but like it's like a sad cop who's been undercover too long mm -hmm. you know what i mean that's on the verge of being broken like get me the fuck out of here right and i think that she's gonna attempt to make a strike at vader and vader is either gonna kill her or it's just we all obviously know it won't succeed but i think she's gonna make a do you think the grand inquisitor is gonna come back and f up her shit i don't know that's a big theory they think since since she, like, kind of blamed that on Obi-Wan and since it happened so fast, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Even, like, for me, like, I'm down I'm down for whatever they're going to do, but it still was like, okay, all right, the big bad villain guy, whatever. Um, but apparently in canon, in Rebels, his story continues on. Jason mm. Isaacs plays him. So, uh, who shout out, I think it was his birthday yesterday or just, like, not too long ago, um, sometime here in June. Um he voiced that character but she was a little bit fishy when she did the hologram call to vader and she was like uh you know and she blamed it on kenobi she said obi-wan kenobi killed mm -hmm. him and he was like the grand inquisitor mm -hmm. means nothing like i don't right. fucking care and it's like you know was that somebody palpatine's tending to you know what i mean like i'm sure vader doesn't care but like i don't know I don't know. A or is Vader pretending not to care? Or I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, who is setting up Reva? Is Reva setting Reva up somebody? Is a like big question mark. Reva's angle. That is the mystery. Yes, and What's I like it angle? so much. Absolutely. And I told Sarah that basically, it's hard not to want to solve it. Right. <laughs> it's hard to to not ask the questions, and that's fine to ask the questions. But you have to be okay not having the answers yet because we're not going to get the answers till the end of the series to. or the end of the season, whichever it becomes. Either way, whatever, the end of these six episodes, we'll finally probably figure out and be told, okay, this is Reva's backstory or this is what her angle is, whatever. We'll find out one day and we'll never, ever, 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 ever get the mystery back of not knowing what what she's up to or what the angle is. So I hope it's, like it's really... we got to revel in that enjoyment, excitement. Yes. And I hope that it's good enough and I trust them enough. Right. It's hard to trust TV in general after what Game we've been through. At, yeah, specifically. And a few other shows where it's just right. like... Multiple God, shows. God, why did I think this hard? They um, just, and they just I'm trying. They drop the ball at the end. Yes. So it doesn't pay off. The mystery. Yeah, so the word gun, you know, we already live in America. We're gun shy enough, let alone when it comes to fucking fiction. So it's like, um, you know, like like Kelsey was saying, it's like, okay, don't think too hard. You never get it back. So I'm trusting and hoping, you know, like a, like a proper good movie that you're not supposed to know what's going on until the proper moments and the right mm -hmm. times. Um, uh, I hope that when you go back, and watch it again it's like you can you see little you, breadcrumbs yes it's almost like seeing and... that thread for the first time right um i like puzzle box movies that's my favorite thing is like watching something that you saw one way the first time and then the second time you watch it and it's like okay like let's go you know i do think when reba was telling leia like you can't trust people or whatever that kind of thing um she went on that whole spiel 
you know, they'll let you down or something. Well, said, or, like, the people that, like, right. were trying to help you and Don't Obi left him here to, left, yeah, she said they left them there to, left yeah. him there to die. Right. But I think she was like when she said like basically don't trust people <laughs> or whatever you know she said um, she was speaking from her own experience absolutely and pain. So absolutely that's where I still think that she has been through something that caused her to be on the dark side for pure survival and she's kind of like Arya in Game of Thrones just waiting for the moment to kill people so you know what I mean get the get the right person get the right revenge. Exactly. So. And it's like you don't want to see somebody that's like too steeped in revenge because then it's sort of like, you know, like. Right. But I, we had. I'm too far away from the microphone. Uh, we had like several seasons to see like Arya build up with that revenge. So right. it did get a little bit tiresome. So I think hopefully we'll be okay with it only being like a couple more episodes. But like um, I just really hope it's not. It would totally make sense. If her story was a former youngling Padawan mm-hmm. who saw all that go down mm-hmm. and then was forced to work, you know, was forced to go to their side because her abilities were probably super powerful and yeah. intense. And it makes you hate what other people have. You know what I mean? She's probably, you know, and just ugh. so that could very well be a and completely that was viable my, uh, thing. theory from the get-go. From the minute the freaking episode started and they showed Reva, I was like, that's her deal. And who knows? It could be wrong, but that's just what I'm betting on right now. So Well when I did the um when I did the suit up geeks YouTube thing, uh for the the for episode three, um, one of them on there they had the theory that she's just trying to get closer to Vader. To F up his shit. Because right. if you saw that exactly. mother trucker come in and kill all the little little ones. Exactly. Even though he looks like a glorious fallen angel, he's the devil. So, you know. Uh, she just, I did not ugh. like the tombs or mm-hmm. the tomb moment realization in this episode. That was a little yuck. I didn't like it. I mean, I get it. But, like, I just, it was not fun to watch. Yeah, so, yeah, that one's all. for all the people. That's all. People yeah. who want it to get real friggin' yeah, dark. Yeah, there you like, go, there you go. You know what? Like, that was enough. And, and it is dark. Star Wars is very dark. It's yeah, very, remember. And it's very light at the same time, because guess what? It's all about light and dark. Exactly. Guys. Like, oh. we saw Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen frying. Frying like, in the fucking get-go. Like sausages in a in a pan. From the jump. Yeah, so there you go with that. And I would say my my <laughs> big three for Star Wars is is that like how they're able to keep that horror element stylized in a certain way, but it of still be sort heavy, of like clean violence, but like yeah. heavy um, emotion. Yes, or... you know the it the, it's it's that that stark imagery that like really seals seals the deal. Um, you know the acrobatics and the flipping and stuff, and then uh, and then Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. So that was for this for the the original. You know, as a kid growing up with those three movies, and then you got Leia for sure. Beautiful gowns, feisty feisty tudes, mm-hmm. um, which just like continues on. Like, can we just like? I just feel like every episode she deserves a shout out for being who for the the actress Vivian. She's a little cutie patootie. It's like a... I can't even explain it. It's almost like a supernatural thing. You know what I mean? Like, kid actors are kid actors. You know what I mean? Like, they do good jobs. Or, you know, sometimes it's like... It's obvious they're acting because they're children. You know? (laughs) It's like, please don't ever put too much pressure on kid actors. They're already going through it enough, you know? Um... But to just, like, convey it so well and, like, her scenes with Reva are just something else. You can tell that they were handled with care. Yes. But, like, you're not out of the episode too much to be, like, overcome with, like, like how they shot it. It's, like, you, you can just tell... That they didn't traumatize the little girl. Yeah. You know? And so it's like, even though I know they didn't traumatize the little girl, I still feel like Leia's being traumatized. Oh, for, oh my God. I feel like the acting is executed well. It's, and, 
And then, like, the way she's, like, told that Obi-Wan died, and then how did he die? He burned to death. He was left by the people that you guys thought were saving. Like, oh, my God. And it's just showing. her so bad. And it's, like, a good view on, like, like, when, like, um, some kind of investigation deals with, like, kids or Mm -hmm. whatever, and how, like, um, there's been cases where, like, the detectives have kind of twisted the narrative, right. you know? They do and that even with adults. Yes, yeah. it is that easy and yeah. simple. And I thought that was just a really just interest. Like, Kelsey was t- talked about earlier, like, the fake space politics, you know what I mean? It was, this is their version of that. It's just wild. It was wild. And then getting her, like, put in that machine, like... Oh, dude. I did love the nice try princess moment. And then when she tells her that's cute. Oh, my God. Yeah. I think they had fun together. I really think think those two had fun together. Yeah, laughing between takes, you know, having a good time. (laughs) I think my heart just, like, swelled. Because it's a dark, that's just a dark, just energy. Her being in that Mm -hmm. little cell and just, and then it was really cool, though, and sad looking, the shot that you first see Leia of when she's in the cell, it's very obviously reminiscent to A New Hope. Um, I, sh- I don't know. It's just wild. There's so much going on here. Um, but, like, when Obi-Wan comes out of the back to tank and Tala's like, you know, You've, you're burned and your your mind needs to be healed. Like, there's, like, a million things about you that need to be healed. He's ready to go back into the fire again, mm-hmm. literally, alone, to go get her. He doesn't care. He's like, give me a ship. Give me anything. And I just love it because that's like, that's like Luke Skywalker energy. That's Finn energy. That's, that's Anakin Sky. That's old school Anakin Skywalker energy before, before he turned to the, before, before the dark times, mm-hmm. before the empire. Oh mm-hmm. my God. Oh, I miss him. I miss, like, the good Anakin, like, the loyal Anakin, who was a good friend. Like, the stages of grief, like, he went from, like, admiring Obi-Wan, being this little bull-cutted little kid, being like, who's this cool fuck, like, Kaigon's a cool Jedi. Like, you know what I mean? That's the first, like, Jedi he meets in the movies. And, like, that's cool enough, right? You know, it's like, but quit looking at my mom like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> no, I hope Guy Con had a little. Hubba-hubba. I hope him and Miss Skywalker had some fun. But um, when he meets Obi Wan on that ship, he's just like, I don't. It's just like it's so cute. It's so glorious. And if you've ever been a kid that's ever like looked up to anybody bigger than you, like, right. And then that's the guy that's gonna train you. You know. But then it gets twisted and it gets clouded and speaking of cloudiness back to the back to tank um obviously obi-wan's in a fresh back to tank but it's still like in like a back room in like the Mm -hmm. rebellion's freaking cave basement so like his water was very clear Mm -hmm. and vader's is like and it's always been his imagery since Rogue One and in the comics and stuff, it's that cloudy, mm-hmm. almost smoky looking back to Tank. But I just thought, like, to go back to that imagery, like, his is so clear and, you know, his was so clouded. Right. I don't know. I don't know. It was so angsty and, and Star Wars, I baby. Ever wanted. <laughs> everything I wanted. Star Wars is for the emo people. Um,. Let's see, where do we go to next? Okay, yeah, so he's ready to go, right? He's like, give me a ship, whatever. And um, one thing I appreciated in the 50 million rewatches I've done already is that at the end of the episode, Tala says, um, so I get, like, I guess we're soldiers now or we've become soldiers or something like that. I guess you're soldiers now. Yeah. She says that. I think, I guess we're soldiers now. No, she says, I guess you're soldiers now. Oh shit! She said that. She didn't death. say yeah. Oh, I thought she said. I guess no, we're I, soldiers I, now. Like, literally, because like, I was like, over, she's been like, in it. Okay. Yeah, cross my heart. Oh my god. So yeah. She did not say we're soldiers now. I think she said you're. I guess you're soldiers now. It just like it just. I think the one thing Star Wars just does so well is like when people re- is people realizing that it's time. It it's go time. You know what I mean? Like, even Luke 
at first facing he the wants, reality yeah that sucks yes but to get the job done luke wanted to leave tatooine he wanted to be a fighter pilot like come on and uncle owen was like okay maybe next year you know next season after this harvest moisture farm harvest and then it's go time we meet obi we get the message okay obi sees that message he doesn't even skip a beat he's like let's go to alderaan and luke is like i can't go to alderaan i gotta like go back to the farm and it, it's it's the Bilbo Baggins. It's it's you know the reluctant traveler, the reluctant hero. As much as you want to go, it's like well, not me. Get somebody else. And then it's like Obi Wan does that. Luke did that. You know, I I'm not the Luke Skywalker you think I am. That statement was so much larger than that moment because it's like you're not you're not meeting thirty year old Luke in this movie. You're mm-hmm. meeting. 60-something-year-old Luke who has been fighting, who tried to start over with Jedi and had it blow up in there his face. There are major parallels. <laughs> FYI, there are major parallels it to Luke Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi because they both, the feel, Godfather. Lo- they both feel like it's their fault. Whether it is or it isn't, I don't care if you want to debate that, but, like, they feel like they That's done journey. fucked up, and it's their fault that it's, that the world is shit, the ga- that the galaxy or the, you know, universe is shit. You know what? He should have so, told Leia, he said, a, a Ben got me in this trouble in the first place. I'm not training your son. Right. But, you know. But, yeah, but, it just, I, they both feel like it's their fault. They're, they're mad and sad about it and and bitter it's like it's almost like that happens in real life Mm -hmm. but i guess people want fake space to not reflect this i mean good god anakin skywalker is a whole walking algorithm of a couple different mental disorders you know what Mm -hmm. i mean that like i'm sure people like who've gone through ups and downs or whatever can relate to you know he's his you know, killing younglings in Order 66. Absolutely. I was going to say, by the end of the movie, there's nothing to relate to in terms of him. He's full gone to the evil side. As soon as the fucking Windu shit happens, it's done. It's done. It's gone. Um, But anything before that, whatever. Um, uh, But I just, I don't know. I don't even know. I I got lost. I got lost in the dark side. I got lost in the space sauce. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> um, it's Palpatine's fault. Mm. There's only one person we get to blame for anything, and it's Palp. I know everybody's responsible for their own actions, but, yeah, but Obi yeah. didn't really do anything, and Luke didn't really do anything. It's all Palpatine's fault. We can blame mm-hmm. it on that crusty-ass biatch. Yep. Um, and that, I'm glad. Yeah. I am glad. I you would think that like people would be happy that like he ended up truly getting defeated by a girl, but I guess that's just me. I don't understand anybody hating Ray at all. Bye. Yeah, you're, goodbye. You're not, no, it, it doesn't make sense. You're not a Star sense. Wars fan. You can just you can be like, oh, maybe she's not my number one. Yeah, absolutely. Like, oh, maybe Leia or Luke or somebody else is like my number one or Han or whatever or Finn or somebody, but like. Why you gotta hate on her? Or, like, explicitly, like, make content based on her and, like, her character. Like, she might be my favorite character. She's my absolute top three, for sure. So. Like, I just, like, and and to be like, oh, then you're not a real Star Wars fan? Okay, then how come, like, Anakin Skywalker, Rey, Rey Skywalker, and Asajj Ventress are, like, probably my top three favorite characters you're gonna tell me i'm not a real star wars fan right. you're gonna tell somebody who's a- top anakin's in their top three that they're not a star wars fan or asajj ventress my sister even knows who asajj ventress is mm-hmm. forced by me she's never even seen the clone wars mm-hmm. but she knows and you get it right you get why yeah. i like her because she's so cool oh my god oh if we saw her i would just fall over and cry although she never mind i don't want to spoil the book i think there's a buddy outside or it could be well, my hamster. Uh, the hamster was was uh, nibbling on a little something, something. I real quick before we go back into Star Wars, this is a hamster hamster update. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Strawberry has been on the show before. That's my hamster's name. One time I was recording in my office and he was in there with me, 
and he do you hear that bird though mm-hmm. yeah that's a gnarly ass bird um and he was in his hamster wheel and he was going crazy and when i say crazy like it was like making the not like it sounded like vibrational like how fast he was spinning in the hamster wheel and i was so pissed because it was messing up my audio and i was like who would have thought a hamster could mess up audio <laughs> and anyways my sister was like oh i think i hear strawberry just a minute ago and i was like oh it's been a while since he's made an appearance and she didn't know i was talking about the podcast she just thought i meant in general and she was like well can you check on him and i was like what do you mean and she thought like he was, was possibly like, dead. Well, you said he hasn't made an appearance in a while. When was the last time you saw him with your eyeballs? <laughs> Podcast speaking, it's been a while. <laughs> but no, he just, uh, we just saw him. He just popped out. But, um. Oh, I did want to say about the episode. Um, it was nice. Because, okay, obviously the whole, um, Kenobi show can't take place on Tatooine or else it would make no (laughs) sense how anybody would not have found Luke. You know what I mean? So they all have to take place somewhere else. But what I've explained to Sarah time and time again is that I'm getting a little tired of these planets that kind of look identical when there's such a vast opportunity Mapuza, um, the last one that right, they were on but like there's just so much opportunity for really different looking terrains and bio yeah just make them in the or whatever yeah just make them in know. the computer but, um uh and not that star wars hasn't offered variety of planets it's just that sometimes i feel like as of late it's resorting a lot to these dusty sandy planet between mando boba right and this Ex- exactly it's because of it's the, like the we, series we yeah. can hike where they you literally yeah. can go hiking where they shoot at some of these locations right so i enjoyed the fact that you know some of the episodes have been other planets and other places but i liked that this one was on the fortress the ship Ooh, yeah, um, because it just was a cool setting to have it in that, you know other than like just a rando planet that murky um, underwater uh it just it was i i just really enjoy when they're on those ships and they're so crisp and clean and shiny like and, the hallways and they're eerie as fuck but they're super sterile. like sterile, exactly. Tight. Yeah, and like tight, just uptight and conservative and minimal. <laughs> yeah, and, just like oh, it's a just place like, you would never want to yeah, live so, ever. <laughs> it's the epitome of Star Wars. You know, when I think about those like colors, the black, the red, and blah blah blah. Do you love when Star Wars is red? So, people sure. people tweet shit like that sometimes, oh, really? and then other people like get mad and they're like. Do you guys like which Star Wars? Like, what lightsaber color would you choose? And mm-hmm. they'll like make fun of people, and it's like, let's just let's just let people well, just why ask make fun of someone. Yeah, if you ask like who cares? Do you want the opinion or yeah. not? Yeah, let's just let's save the making fun of Star Wars fans to the toxic side of the fandom, not the ones that are just out there. Just let's just save making fun of people for friggin' five year olds. Yeah, and even then, there's no room for yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and I didn't mean making fun of five-year-olds. Yeah. I meant, like, leave it to the five-year-olds to make fun of each other and other people. You want to... <laughs> let's let's take this in a whole different direction. When I posted the picture of Natalie Portman in her mm-hmm. Thor, like, mm-hmm. full-body uniform with her muscles, and then I think I tweeted, like, whatever Anakin says when he wakes up, and he's like, where's Padme? Is she safe? Um, the comment section was unhinged in a great way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like a lot of like, I want her to like step on my neck or rib cage, like that kind of shit. Oh my gosh, that was good. Um, let's see. So we got into Riva and Leia. Okay, well, yeah, we we're gonna just kind of skip through the tomb part. That like that was just dark and deep and just another just another notch in the old traumatized belt that Kenobi's been wearing for the last well since Kaigon Jin died, pretty much. Um, but then we get one of the raddest looking lighting lightsaber things with like the stormtroopers. He comes in, he saves Leia, he gets her out of the machine, but like the whole room is pitch black dark. And then it's just, you hear the, 
and then you just and the lights and the oh, the and, Star Wars lights and they keep putting the Star Wars like main theme in with him when his saber is ignited, like in um episode three when he ignited it on the mining planet thing, which was just so like just drab and desolate. I liked that sad like part of the planet, the mining part. Um, the rest looked like a hiking trail. Um, the the theme. Yeah, it just, oh my God, it's very hopeful and it's that bright blue and he gets her out of the damn thing because, you know, hashtag that's the princess of Alderaan. Yeah, I like when she was like, I am a princess of Alderaan. She's mm-hmm. like, that doesn't mean anything here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get Tala, we got Tala going back and forth. That was really great. She, uh, she got Obi-Wan Kenobi in. They had the cool little price, like miniature prices, right? Little microphones that they were talking back and forth with. I was very pleased she did not die. Whether she Thank ends God. up dying or not in the series is not here. Is neither here nor there at this point in time. She made it this I far. I am just glad that she made it out of the episode because I really thought she wasn't going to. And it's, you know, like I said, it could be inevitable, but... Um, I am glad she's sticking around for like because yes. there's she's gonna have her moment yes. to really like bring it in or maybe she's gonna betray them. <sighs> no, she would. I think she. I don't think already. she. I don't think yeah, exactly. No, I don't think because, she would have gone this far. Because I because when but Reva, I just like to play devil's advocate. That's true. Because I almost thought she was in this one. Then I was just like, well, you know, what, what would her long? You know, I'm like, I just can't think of another person's long game um but when they were going to leave and i like i've seen some people complain about how they escaped that's literally what happened in a new hope i don't know if you remember that star wars is supposed to rhyme um and right there it was like belting out like an aretha franklin style like note you know what i mean it was like really rhyming with a new hope um down to like, Vader has this comical thing where, like, the door shuts on him, like, and they do that in Rogue One, too. Anyways, it looks cool. Um, but we get, we get Papa Vader. We get the Dark Father. We hear him breathe before the, like, the, him, like, coming down the hallway. And then he just shoots Reva up in the air. And shoo, he's just got her up there, dude. And he's mad. He's so angry. And then we get the whole tracking thing. He pulls her down, and the fifth brother is pissed off. He's like, the base almost blew up. And Darth Vader, and she was like, Kenobi is all that matters. And then, like, he turns his head so sharply at her, almost like, what you just, like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, and he said that to her in the hologram. He said, he said, the Grand Inquisitor means nothing. Kenobi is all that matters. So she literally said the same exact thing that he said verbatim mm-hmm. to him. So... Again, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I just know that the suit looked super cool, super shiny, no fingerprints, and just like stomping through that hallway was pretty amazing. And then, lo and behold, Lola has been bastardized. Yeah. And-, and the episode ends with us finding out that the tracker is not only with Kenobi, but is, in fact, Leia's uh, droid. Beautiful, uh, cute Lola. little droid. So that sucks. <laughs> it's so sad. But it was a really good ending. So bravo. Yeah. Yes. It was great. And yeah, like Kelsey said, the she said, I guess now you, you guys are soldiers. They lost Wade. R.A.P. Wade. He was great while he lasted. He took one for the team. I think he knew yeah. it, you know. And like they said, you know, we just run like suet, you know, like we do this undercover for the rebellion. And it's like. This is what Star Wars does great. It, it's showing people realizing it's time to fight. It's time to, like they say in Game of Thrones, it's time to pick up the sword. And buck up. And buck up. We see it with Jin. I just watched Rogue One the other day. She, like, looks at Cassian. She's like, I'm all not doing... Yeah, do. they all... They, and it's... it's Oh, it's just so good. Even Han. Remember, Han was like, I don't want to be a part of this, like, stuff. No, thank you. Mm. And Leia's the one this whole time who's been like who's never not she's just always taking it on mm-hmm. i want to know what kind of astrology that is it's a good one so but i think yeah. we should end this podcast episode with a moment of silence to um admire 
how hot Ewan McGregor is. I didn't want to make the whole thing about how attractive he is. Yeah, we can't but, objectify him too much. You know, much. exactly. I don't want to objectify <laughs> him. But, you know, I've been in love with this man since I was 13 years old. So, at least. so It's fair to say that we are sluts for Ewan McGregor and Obi-Wan Kenobi for life. I, I love him as everyone. But, yeah, it's like as, you know, any role I've ever seen him in, he's great. But, like, damn, yeah. Obi, Obi-Wan is... is one he did the spin. Oh my god! He did the spinny out. thing, and then he, this time though, when he did the spinny move, we'll end it on this. He called the Leia right afterwards. Remember, he looks back and he goes, "Leia," <laughs> and that was hot. Yeah, that I was so like daddy, uncle daddy. Oh Lord! God well, bless him for for doing doing it anyways. Yeah, even though he knew he'd be objectified by people like me. <laughs> yeah, thank you for coming back, Ewan, taking one for the team. We the really team. appreciate it. You too, Hayden, you too. Yes, You're getting objectified all over the place. Oh, God bless him. <laughs> we love it. We love to see it. So thank you guys for joining us. Hopefully I can coax Kelsey into coming back soon. Um, uh, fantasy stuff coming up, but there was one movie that I forgot to bring up in the last episode ever after my sister and i just watched it the other night i bought it on my itunes so now i permanently have it i think i want to watch it one more time and then put it on the roster of of stuff to go with willow and princess bride and all of that stuff because we're keeping it light we're keeping it well i mean not fairy tales fairy tales aren't super light they can get pretty dark but yeah 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 labyrinth is pretty dark it's like your brother almost turns into a goblin because you made a deal with it with david bowie in your bedroom at night when that's probably not appropriate anyways i think it's time to go but yeah you have that to look forward to uh stay safe stay healthy and i will talk to you guys again when we get part five hopefully i'll still be intact when that happens because i hope i don't spontaneously combust in between part five and six and may the force be with you always and remember i rebel I'll tell you where they are. I just don't want anyone to get hurt. I give you my word. I'll have to tell my father first. That's okay, right? He said we're all on the same side. Nice try, princess. I hope you like pain. I'll never tell you where they are. It's time to make those tears real. Good girl!